0: Welcome back to The Francisca Show, where we encourage fellow artists and entrepreneurs to collaborate and support each other while sharing their stories. I'm Francisca, a singer, composer, and also your host. And today we have Hen Deep, also known as Jewish Mama, songwriter, artist, singer, living in spot with so many deep messages and her creative work to share with the world.
1: So welcome. Hi, Francesca. Thank you so much for having me. This means so much to me. I'm a really big fan of yours, actually, so this means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, you go by Hendi? Yes, I mean, I go by Hendi, but a lot of people call me the Jewish Mama. And now I'm kind of trying to transform it into Mama Israel because um, I'm recently married and my husband's last name is Israel. So I just love being like, Hendi Jewish Mama Israel.
0: That's really cute. I, I like that. It's a lot of work, yeah. though, but I'm sure you can do that. You can pull it off. Yeah. If anyone
1: can, you can. It's inspired by Mama Africa. Oh, so yeah. I would love to represent Israel in my music.
0: Well, go for it. So let's start from the beginning. I know you didn't always live in spot and you grew up in New York, right?
1: I grew up in Rockaway, New York. Yes. Yeah, so that is me, my hometown.
0: <laughs> tell me more about your childhood and how you discovered your talent of expression and songwriting.
1: You know, I had like the best of both worlds. Um, well, for someone living in Farakway, Um I grew up in a safe community. I can say that I didn't have any um, traumatizing experiences per se compared to a lot of my friends that come from more Hasidic backgrounds. So I appreciate that about my childhood. And my parents actually, um, we had a very open-minded home with a lot of people coming through it. So it was also a very cultural experience for me. Um, I would meet Jews from all over the world, um, and we were very accepting of all kinds of people. So for me, I got to meet very interesting people and have a very eclectic childhood. So I appreciate a lot about the way I was raised.
0: That's so beautiful. Did your parents move with you to Israel when you moved?
1: Um, Definitely. My parents bought a house in Nachlaot when I was like 15 years old. So we started um, making uh, trips to Israel every year. And my mother actually now, she's mostly in Israel. Um and from Nakhla'ot, I met people that knew people in Spot and I ended up coming to Spot and that's where I've been for the past twelve years. Wow. So you could say I'm a real spot
0: lover. <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna argue with you on that. So tell me about how your creative expression began and how how did you discover your talent? Your all your so many talents.
1: You, Wow. What a great question.
0: Um,
1: You know, the women here in SPOT are really creative and really powerful. And I just would go to learn Torah, this once a week Torah class. And then, you know, at the end of the class, one of my best friends now was like, all right, let's just take out instruments. And I was like, oh, well, I don't really play anything. And she was like, well, well, now you do. And they basically taught me how to jam, and they were so accepting that they really let me find my voice. Um, It was a long journey because actually I was tone deaf growing up, or so I was told. And when I met my friends, they were so musical and so improvisational that it really inspired me. I said, Hashem, please help me find my voice. And from there, I found my voice teacher, um, Miriam Arman who teaches voice through Kabbalah and how to find that higher voice within yourself. And it's about believing in yourself. And my friends gave me that platform. So I started beatboxing, and then I started rapping, and then I started singing, and then I started recording. And I already had a love for art and videography. And from there came two great music videos um, and a lot more to come. Wow.
0: Well, we're gonna get to all of that because there's so much more details and stories. I'm sure involved with your music videos, and and want to hear more about what happened. You know, in between, parallel to all this creative stuff going on, learning Torah, discovering your your voice, and um, so I heard you studied Chinese medicine for a couple of years. Could you elaborate on that? That's so fascinating. How did you yeah, stumble
1: on that? I did. Um, I studied Chinese medicine uh, for four years at the Prajna Institute, where it's integrative medicine. So I actually had to learn Western medicine as well, such as pathology and um, everything. That So it was really an amazing experience. Um, it was it was tough because it was, I was confused. Where am I with my music and medicine? It's it, it, the, a lot of Isn't medicine isn't art. So there are doctors that have a secret artistic side, uh, good doctors, especially. But for me, it was very hard because I was balancing back and forth between music and medicine, music and medicine. And I eventually had to choose. Um, and I really would rather serve society with my music rather than um, medicine. Medicine is a huge responsibility as well as a lot of um, controversy. Um, I am a healer, so I do heal people and I heal my friends and anyone can come to me that needs help. Um, My door is always open. Whoever Shem sends my way, I'm happy to help through acupressure, acupuncture, and herbs. But it's not something I want to do for a living and... Uh, so I had to eventually leave Chinese medicine. But I use everything I learned in my art. If you notice in any of my videos, you will see it has all the elements in it. I didn't forget to forget that. Um, we have sand. We have fire, um, nature. Uh, I try to balance all the elements. I work a lot with Chinese um, art.
0: Wow, that's just fascinating. So I know that you... Uh, that you were a single mom with three kids for some time and what did you do I mean first of all I can't imagine how difficult that must have been but what what got you through that were you doing Chinese medicine were you doing music how were you what was your um what did you depend on for your livelihood
1: (laughs) You know, it was so hard. I, if there are any single mamas out there listening to this, like I su- I'm praying for you. I support you because it is so hard to be a single mom, especially here in Israel. My whole family was in America. I had to do Shabbat by myself and I'm full time single mom. So I don't have split custody. Um, It was it was really, really intense. Um But I could tell you I survived and became stronger from it. So I, and it also pushed me in the direction I'm in now, which I'm so grateful for because I was, I was forced to, um, have stability, to to create a stable life. I was forced to, um, get a job. I was forced to, um, uh, to, to find where I, exactly where I am now. I had to go through that experience. But I actually met my boyfriend, who's now my husband,
0: um,
1: at a time when I needed him most. I needed him most. It was so hard for me. And that was also a big mercy from Hashem. And And ever since we got married, I was able to slowly get back into my music. And he's very, very supportive of it, which was something that was so important to me when I was looking for someone. Um, so I'm very grateful for how everything worked out, but being, a, it's a great question because being a single mom is so hard and I guess I juggled and uh, I juggled and things were left neglected. Of course, like I would never judge a single mom if I walked into her house and it was a mess and the kids are going crazy and there's no discipline It's like, if you walk into a single mom's house and it's somewhat clean and her kids are happy, just say you're doing great, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. That's
0: Totally. That's how it was. Wow! So Mazel Tov again on your new, on your new marriage. It's so exciting. I was so excited when I found out. Um, I remember when I spoke to you a couple months back. You told me that even if you don't know what you're doing, your goal was to just get into the studio to create and to just put yourself in an environment where you're forced to create, forced to like songwrite. And
1: so, it's, I think is- that that's. Yeah, that's so important for an artist. um, It's not so much like some people have a song and they go to the studio and they produce that song. But for me, a lot of magic happens in the studio and a lot of changes and alterations are made. So I go into the studio with an idea. I go in with an idea. And um, my producer I'm working with right now, he's a rapper and he's so creative and he's just a light. Um, actually, he's really a light. So um, a lot of the magic happens in the studio. You're supported. If you have a good producer, he needs to support you feeling you know confident and feeling empowered and comfortable. And the studio should be the place you're most comfortable to come down with music and words and melodies. So I just make sure, I, you know, I got to go to the studio. That's that's where it's gonna happen, and it's hard, and it's money, and it's and, and it's you know it's time and effort, but it's if you really are passionate about it, then you do it. You do what you got to do.
0: That's so true. You know, I'm struggling a lot with that because I was working on, you know, my ten album project, and I'm I'm five albums into it, and now for my sixth album, I just don't know if I can step back into that studio and spend more money because. You no, know, initially I did all these investments, hoping that it will pay, it will, it will pay itself back somehow. But it hasn't. Oh, man. And I, I feel like I, I can't justify feel. just going doing that anymore. Like, so I, it's nice to hear that you you say you just go to the studio because that's what you got to do. And I'm, I'm struggling on that right now. I don't know if I'm just gonna do that again.
1: At least well, not right now <laughs> I can tell you this: we all want you to do that because your last music videos that I've watched have, have were so good so progressively good and they were you, you're evolving you're it's so obvious you're gonna be um you are amazing and it's just gonna keep growing your 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 audience is gonna keep growing and I really do believe that you know it says that Miriam took her drum and went out with all the women to bring in the redemption and that's exactly how it's going to be and what woman do you think that's going to be that's gonna be all your fans? All your fans are Jewish women waiting and ready to bring to bring the redemption. So they're going to need musicians just like you. So I ha- it's the best investment. It's the best service you can do for society. Um, it's definitely the hardest money-making industry. And that's a whole topic we can, you know. So the question really is, is money a hobby or is it a career? Because it's the hardest money-making industry. It's, it's something I struggle with too.
0: Well, yeah, I would love to delve into that more. And primarily, we can share more about this process with your two projects because I'm sure they weren't cheap. Your two amazing, creative, like crazy amazing Jewish mama,
1: Jewish mama. Uh, my first video, Jewish mama, was cheap. You know that was cheap, and it was my more successful video. Um, it's a parody. Uh, All I did was a voice, voiceover, and I got my, 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 I got some really good friends to do the video. Actually, I have Miriam Souza doing this, my next music video as well. A very talented videographer. She was 15 years old when she did Jewish Mama. Um, everything was just like in my house or in my friend's house. And that was cheap. And then I wanted to take my next video never again to the next level. So I paid around like 10,000 shekels just for the video. And yeah. it it didn't, didn't even do as successful as Jewish Mama, not even by half as much. So I don't really believe in that it's about the money. I just think it's about, you know, catching a wave and, um, you know, being lucky. I, 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 I'm Never Again is all about a message, and I thought it was important, and, you know, I realized people just really want to, like, have a good time. They want to have fun, and that's why my new music is Dance Music, EDM. Let's just hit the dance floor and have a really great night and have fun.
0: So, you did mention Lucky, and there's definitely Mazel involved with, you know, your music catching a wave and going, you know, semi-viral or something, but there's What do you think the secret was to your song, Catching Wave, like that?
1: I think that Jewish Mama um, caught a lot of people's hearts, and in particular, people's children. Like I still have um, kids messaging me. My friends' kids listen to it all the time. Um, Some base Yaakov schools, um, I've gotten videos of. Um, my niece's classes love, love Jewish mama. So there were people that really, really liked it. And so much so that they shared it with a friend, you know, um, never again is a message that might've touched people's hearts. I'm sure. I mean, it got shared a lot. So, but uh, not enough, I guess to get people to really want to show it to everyone. So um, I think that's the difference between the two videos and one was more positive. People want to send positive, positive things, you know?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Um
1: So, I mean, it it is, it's not so much, you're right, there is mazel involved in it, but it's also just, you have to know what your audience really wants, you have to know what they want, and I I got it, I got it, thank you to all my fans who made it very obvious to me what they want, they want, to dance and they want to have a good time and they want to be proud of being Jewish and praising Hashem and that your music was so great that music video a few on the horse um it got me moving it made me happy you were smiling it was was it really successful I'm sure it was
0: well thank you thank you so much for saying that yeah I guess my expectations of what I think successful is versus what other people perceive is different. And that's why I feel not so happy about. For me, success very much is if you like it, share it, buy the album, hire me to perform. If you didn't, then it wasn't a success. Because how are you going to sustain your artist? My husband always says that, you know, the Jewish Orthodox market or is just not a sustainable market. There you you don't have so many bodies to work with or like women or people to work with who huh. are gonna be diehard fans who are gonna follow you somewhere or want to show up to a concert. You don't you have know that. You have that, that in the mainstream world because you have enough people who will go somewhere and you know be die hard fans. I'm not I don't mean like die hard fans, but like people who would actually you know travel somewhere or pay something. And because we're working with so many smaller um, quantities of people are so busy with like yantaf simcha's jewish day schools and everything else like tons of kids i mean i don't even know if people have time to listen to this podcast because you know you have busy lives and and um it's almost like why focus on this on, on jewish art if they aren't going to support you
1: so that's i where... love that i love your argument it's i love your argument because it's your it's really true I have friends here that have been trying to make it in the music industry for years. I mean, they're one of the most successful. Tiona Akhishana, she travels the world to give Jewish performances. And she, you know, struggled. I mean, I guess she would need to speak for herself. But there, the market, the Jewish Orthodox woman market, is there, it's not sustain, sustainable. But that can and will change, I believe. Um, but it's very problematic right now. Women don't realize the importance of supporting artists, going out, buying the album, making it to the show. Um, schools don't understand the importance of hiring you to come every. I mean, every single bass yako should have you perform at least once a year. How how how, how is that not happening? Why is music they're not their top priority? Why why are you not being hired? That's that's a huge question. It's definitely part of like the galoot, yeah, the exile. Like people are sleeping. People don't realize the importance of music. People don't realize how important it is to contribute to art, um, to make time for that. It's one of the reasons why I decided to sing in front of men too. Now I don't. It's not that I sing in front of men. It's just that if there's a man that. Um, doesn't that he would listen to music, woman singing anywhere? He goes to a bar, he listens to music, woman singing. Then he can for sure stay and watch my performance because I do believe that kolisha is partly on the man. It's what he, if his, you know, if he, if he's gonna do that anyways, and I don't need to shut my voice. It's really something a man needs to take on, not to sh- shut me up. So it's a very personal. Um, I, I mean, I like I just went to the Yonina show. And just so inspiring, you know, Nina, the Nina, his wife is Nina, he's Yoni. She's so inspiring and there's a market for her. And I'm just so impressed with her and her and that she's that they're surviving and that they're sustaining themselves through their music. I think that's special. So I think that women struggle with this. They're like, well, what do I do now? Colisha is holding me back. It's holding me back from doing what I love. It's holding me back from being successful in art. It's holding me back to reaching the people I want to reach. So that is just like, then people need to really go and question, question you know, are they going to not move forward because of this, of kolisha And it's something that the rabbis need to think about too, because it's not opera singing. Um, I, I, I you know it's not in the back in the olden days when women were singing opera. Um, Obviously, this is a very personal take on the matter and people, everybody has their own humras and everybody has their own uh, heters, you know. So I spoke to my rabbi um, and he told me, you know, Hendy, it's on the man. You don't have to shut up. If there's a man in the room that specifically says, I don't listen to women singing, you need to respect him. But don't put yourself in that environment then. I don't know. So for me, it worked. So for me, I feel like my, my market is also mainstream. Um,
0: You're not limiting yourself to just kolicha and the women.
1: The well, I thing. am I am limiting myself. If like I said, if there was a man, if I was if I'm at a bar mitzvah and I say, "Hey, get up and sing," you know, it would be polite of me to say, "Well, hey, are there any men in here that are uncomfortable with that?" You know, that would be me respecting kolicha. But um, if I'm in a place. Where everybody would potentially listen to a woman singing, you know, they listen to the radio. They go, they they wouldn't stop themselves from going to, uh, I don't know, what concert, uh, a Morris concert, you know. So, you know, if if they're gonna listen to a woman singing, then they could, they should listen to me. I'm a Jewish mama with a lot of wisdom. Jewish mama is power people.
0: Yeah, when you say when, with the wisdom, it's very true. So I know two things. One thing is you're working, you're releasing soon a new song called Take No More. And you, in general, all your songs have very strong messages, a lot of empowerment, a lot of just strong, strong messages. Can you tell us about the, your main messages as a, as a songwriter and singer? And what are your messages
1: as Hindi Israel? Yeah, my messages. I'm so passionate about my messages that it's almost my setback because <laughs> people don't necessarily want to hear everything everyone thinks. You know. Tell us more. But um, um, yeah. I, oh, my my basic message in all my underlying music is either to like praise Hashem, appreciate, have gratitude, or to love yourself, forgive yourself, accept yourself. So I go between those two 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 sides. Um, so take no more is definitely about self love, loving yourself, and putting a stop and boundaries where people don't respect you or accept you. Um, I think people are really going to enjoy it. It has really good vibe. It's a very strong message, very powerful. And um, and with my new music that I'm working on, um, it's much more about just like praise ya, need ya, Hashem, you my savior. You know, it's more like praising Hashem. Wow, that's
0: so beautiful. Can you share any sneak peeks or any cute things or fun facts about the new music video? What to expect? What's coming out?
1: Um, Well, Miriam Souza, she's a really, really amazingly talented videographer. So she's taking it on. She took on the project with her friend Bunya. And if you go to Miriam Souza Khan's uh, Facebook page, which I can give you a link, you can watch some of her videos, which are so good and catch your attention and are fun to watch. And you'll see the girls in her video. They're her friends. And they're going to be in this video as well. Um, I I felt like for Jewish Mama and Never Again, my face was just all over it. It was all about me and my personality. And I wanted this video to be different. I said, you know what? I really want it to be about other girls and collaborate more with other people and less me, me, me. Um, so I handed the video project over to Miriam and we, we, we touched base and we, um, and definitely am part of approving the process and the ideas, but really it's her manifestation and she's so talented that I think everyone's just going to really enjoy watching it.
0: Wow. Do you have a release date yet?
1: Uh, definitely not yet I don't have a release date yet but sometime in the next two months for sure like for sure
0: wow you have no idea I'm so excited and we're gonna share it on the Facebook group the Francisca show podcast Facebook group and I'll share it on my page I'm so so excited you have no idea um so I I saw a quote about well you wrote it actually it's in your bio (laughs) but how throwing a concert in the base of Mikdesh, that has Kanye jealous he wasn't invited. Um, yeah. So that's cause... like, tell me about that.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe he will be invited, but I would be shocking. <laughs> Actually, I know that Kanye owns a, an apartment in Tel Aviv and he supports Israel and all his security guards are ex Israeli uh, post Israeli army services people. So, Um, maybe he will be invited, but my point was, is that my new music is really, um, meant for dance parties, clubs, bat mitzvahs, um, and it's that in an uplifted version. So we're going to throw in Hashem, we're going to throw in gratitude, we're going to throw in Torah, um, mysticism, just, I'm I'm proud Jew, so... All, all the culture that we have, I'm going to put into the music, and um, so I guess why, 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 why did I say that sentence? Because really, my main goal is to do art for Hashem, because I want to be used as a vessel and to use art to inspire other people. You know, art is my passion, but my purpose is for Hashem and for the Jewish people so that they can have something to dance to that's also holy. You know, I go to bat mitzvahs nowadays and they just put on the regular Rayana music and and all the the mainstream songs because they really want to dance. But they'll put on off music, they'll put on Brussels music, they'll put on Israeli music because they're so happy to have something to dance to that's within our culture. So I just think there's a huge market for that, and I'm going to bring more of that to people. Wow, you're
0: amazing. You are such a force, and I'm sure your new husband is totally on. He's
1: a force, too. He's a force. (laughs) He's a force of nature. And he inspires me. It's really, really, honestly, I merited something very special, and um that's also it's also part of my story, you know. Part of my story is finding love again. And not only that, but a complete mirror reflection of myself, who he, I believe in him, too. He's going to be a force of nature, uh, also for the Jewish people. So it's a really, really big journey. Kind of we're on it together, but differently, you know.
0: For sure. You're such a gift because um, you're so positive. I love your positivity and forgive yourself and Gratitude, Tashem. Um, You know, thank you. I definitely learned the hard way. (laughs) There were
1: big bumps on the way, so I can totally understand how you feel about, like, is this worth it? But there's going to be, and I know you enough to say, you know, it's not going to be something that you're capable necessarily of letting go of. I mean, you might take a break, and that might be good. But the second you can, you're going to be back in the studio because, that's what we all want to do as people. We want to co-create with Hashem. Hashem created us so that we can create and we want to co-create with Hashem. So, you know, we, you can't just put yourself in a box doing something you don't love. I wouldn't recommend that. And I see how much you love making music. So I give you a bracha from your Yer HaKodesh <laughs> that you should be so successful this year. This should be your most successful year. Your audience should grow. Your fans should grow. Um, and they should remind you every day of why you're needed and why you're loved and why you doing music is important and you should make a lot of money. I mean, make so much money. I mean, I mean, I mean, I really, this I episode have... got turned around a little
0: bit onto me, which I did not meant to happen.
1: <laughs> ah, no, it's good. It's all about you. This is the Francesca show. and oh, that's people. Anybody watching this is because they love you and because you give to them and you serve them. And so they want your music too thank you but i'm
0: actually hoping people are going to listen to us because they want to actually listen to you and your story
1: (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure there are some people that want to listen to me
0: you are so sweet and you know
1: i want to collaborate with you you know that right because I'm yeah we're so excited let's do something this year and you know when i watched your music video with you and the horse i said hey i could have totally rapped i even saw the part i'm like right there i could have rapped i could have done it it would have been awesome so chaval that we missed it, but everything in its right time. Yeah. So
0: I'm I'm holding you up to your end. We're we're doing this collaboration.
1: Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. So I'm in.
0: Any closing tips, messages? Well, we used a lot of messages in this episode, but anything that you want to use your voice for now to just tell out to the world, anything that you know you need to get off your heart or share with anyone listening.
1: Um, I guess I would say that, you know, um, everybody in the whole world doesn't feel like they're there yet. You know, even the most successful person that you look at is always trying to grow and move forward. So everybody is struggling to be their best self because it's a life's work it's a life process and that's really what I am I am I'm, I'm I'm just a struggling artist like everybody else that doesn't see the finish line and is trying to not have expectations and i'm just going to shout out to the world that everybody if we can just you know remember that remember that it's slow baby steps forward and to pray do you know the power of a Jewish woman's prayer? I mean, actually, any woman's prayer It's not even about you see the revolution happening all around us. Yeah. The, the woman's march, uh, Oprah's speech, Me Too, um, the hashtag Me Too. Uh, we see it all around us that the women are starting to bring this enlightenment, you know, into the business force. People are starting to realize that, you know what, woman we tend to share more. We tend to hear each other more. We're less narrow-minded. We're less skeptical. We're a very creative um, gender. And we add so much to society. And that was a prophecy, the prophecy of the moon being as big and strong as the sun. So there's so much space for you to grow, Francesca. And any woman that's listening to this podcast, there is so much potential and so much space for them to grow. And we just need to keep praying. Because we're obviously doing something right, yeah? If you look around, we're obviously doing something very right. Uh, so just continue, continue, continue moving forward. And follow me on my Instagram. My Instagram is Mama Israel, where I bring you inspiration, and I remind you to be your best self every day. And um, you can get a lot of light from my Instagram. So that's what I have to say to y'all.
0: Thank you so much, Handy, for being on this show. Please Follow her on Instagram and watch her videos and stay tuned for her new music video, Takes No More. I'm
1: so excited. Thank you for giving me the space to share. I really respect that. Thank you, Francesca, and to all the listeners.
0: We love you so much. And make sure to come and tune in in our next episode.
1: Awesome. Bye from Israel.